In these uncertain times when it is difficult to connect and we each have our own vulnerabilities, especially this year in 2020, it's imperative that we could do the best that we can to support one another. And this is my uh, heart to share in Living Well Talks podcast and for others to express in their own way their stories in Living Expressions publication. And sometimes we find ourselves in that bottom of the pit struggling with our trauma and our challenges. I know that too well, that place where you feel like you have no other choice. And unfortunately, every year in Australia, we lose two to 3,000 people to suicide, about 1.8% of civilians. And in the military where I'd served and those who are veterans, the percentage is 19.8. I lost two friends last year to suicide, both close to me, both who had served in the Navy with. And I'd almost taken my life a few times and you can read of my story and my challenges through that in the publication number one. But we do have a choice. And our guest today stands on the other side of this story after losing his partner and finding her to suicide last year. And you can read of his story as well and how he overcame and how I overcame and how we fought our vulnerabilities to find connection and resilience. And this is what we would like to talk to you about today in our conversation. So I welcome you, Paul. Hey, Mel. Thank you for having me on. What, what do you think, Paul, of the publication, the first issue that just came out? I think, you know, when I was going through a challenging time, what I really struggled with was finding that voice to kind of echo my frustrations and echo my pain and echo my grief. Um, And I really didn't feel any level of empowerment at all. Mm -hmm. And I did come up against against some roadblocks when I was um, searching for that kind of support and help that would help me get through such a roller coaster of pain I was going through. Sometimes you just need to be able to connect. You just need to know that there are others out there who feel the same as you. So you know that you're not going through this journey alone. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things is you feel like you're alone. And I think what your publication brings is a variety of ways for people to express themselves, for people to help themselves feel empowered. Um, but it's not only helping yourself feel empowered. What I felt from you know learning about your publication is also being able to spread that with the people I love, the people I have connection with, and the people I'm friends with, mm. and letting them know that hey, if, if you've got a, a story to share, you don't have to keep it to yourself. Mm. You can you can share that with those who are around us and. A lot of people, you know, when you're sharing from such a space of vulnerability, can relate to that. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things when you're going through pain is finding something that is relatable. And I think your publication does a great job to give people a voice, to let people progress in, in different ways because everyone processes trauma in a different way. And for me personally, having this ability to share how I've you know, responded to the trauma I've been through has been, 
you know, incredibly beneficial because it's given me that voice and it's given me the ability to heal by sharing the story and sharing the pain. Mm. And I want, you know, I want to try and support people out there who are in my position who, who you know, are on the, the other side of, of suicide and having lost someone because there's so much pain that comes through that that you are not prepared to deal with. You have no idea how to deal with it. Yeah. And then on the other side, when someone is feeling so vulnerable and, and so afraid and, and so so hurt and, you know, probably like a, a burden to others and that there's nothing that they can go to for support. Mm. That's just that's just not a healthy healthy space for us to be in as a society. We we need people who you know to, to be able to feel comfortable in their vulnerabilities to share those vulnerabilities. Yeah. And so I think a publication really offers both outlets from my perspective, mm. in, in, especially in relation to suicide. The people who are you know potentially feeling suicidal, and then also the people who have been impacted by suicide because there's a, a large number of people you know who are hit after losing a loved one, I read the other day it's around, you know, 135 people feel that knock-on effect after someone, um, you know, took their life, take, has taken their life. Yeah, I don't think anyone thinks of the impact it has on the community around us, but we really do need to reach out and find connection. For me, you know, one of the biggest things to get through, or that's helped me get through my challenges, is finding connection. But that connection is to myself and to others. Yeah. And in, in, in feeling that connection, it really gives you that, that level of hope. And if you can feel comfortable around those that you're connected with and, and comfortable being connected to yourself with your vulnerabilities, it gives you an outlet. And for me, it's given me hope. And mm. I think that's, that's, again, something that this publication um, really, really is looking to empower. It is that connection and, you know, that level of feeling comfortable sharing our vulnerabilities because we are we are on we're all in this together yeah and you know we we don't want to forget that because you know we we are living on earth and we've, we've got to find a way to make sure that all kinds of people feel feel supported whatever whatever your background i feel like what you're saying is there's a lot of learning from of your resilience and your mental fitness of what you had you could take that and use that towards your mental wellness yeah and that's right and it took me a little while to kind of to piece that together okay you know mm. to understand that hey i can apply this same the same logic i guess the same the same behaviors from sport into um you know helping me cope with mental my mental health and my mental illness because yeah the position i was in after what i'd been through in, in losing a partner and also the trauma of finding my partner in, in the way that I did. Mm. Um, I was in a very, very, very difficult place. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, all I, at the time, having the, the ability to be able to feel hope was something I was hopeful of gaining, you know, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I wanted to be able to feel hope, but I didn't think I'd ever be able to feel that again. Yeah. Uh, well, I understand that from my own background, so... It'll be a th yeah. It, it's amazing how many similarities we would have, even being on the opposite side. I, I find that yeah. interesting. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, but hope is something so hard. Like 
some days I just I, I still struggle to find you know with, with that hope go I feel like or that helplessness and hopelessness come back again and everything seems to fly out the window but as soon as I come back to this present moment mindfulness activities um, challenging the negative emotions or the negative uh, flashbacks or triggers that are coming up and challenging them with more positive mindset I, it's like I snap out of that hopelessness it, it, there's a there's a way to do that and the more that we can train others to be more resilient and confident and believe in themselves again the more they can you know continue on every day yeah and i mean i have the exactly exact same kind of viewpoint as you on that and it for me that's that's where starting five was kind of the idea was born it mm. was i want to find a way of feeling hope and like you just said a, a few moments ago it's trying to find a way to feel positive and one of the best ways to feel positive is to feel like you can reward yourself for, you know, the effort and the energy you're putting into to overcoming overcoming something because it is not hard to overcome any men, mental health challenge or mental illness. Exactly. You know, it's mm. it's individual to each person, and mm. you know, no one can fully understand how it feels to that person. But no. one thing that we could we could all share is that it is hard to mm. overcome, and it is hard mm. to change the way that your your mind is wired and the way that you, you view what, what's happening. And if you can find a bit of positivity within that, mm. I think it really gives you that stepping stone to really, you know, to attack the day, to think I'm going to try and get the most out of this day that I possibly can, instead of it being the other way around, instead of thinking, you know what, this day has got the better of me. It's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You can actually wake up in the morning and for me, it was doing a simple task. You know, it's called a starting five, and I have five focuses. There's five focuses within that. Um, you know, one is the body, mm -hmm. one is the mind, um, one is food health, one is um, community. So within the community, we've got connection to people and to the environment. The fifth one is S5 skills. Um, and you, under the skills, you know, what we're looking to do is we're looking to um, take away that stigma around um, seeking help. So we've got, you know, a couple of, if, if, I mean, we haven't really got into this yet about the starting five and what it's looking to do as a business and stuff, but under, under the skills, so in my personal life, my S5 skills, mm. we're speaking with a, we're speaking with a counselor we're speaking with a you know a psychologist or a psychotherapist or also an energy healer because for me I'm quite a spiritual person so the energy yeah. healer has been a very good um, outlet for me yeah. in terms of dealing with my trauma. Yeah. So you know I have five focuses and they're, they're things that I wake up each morning and I just tick off as as the day goes. I, I tick off each task so. I can give you an example of what a day looks like for me, if, if you would like. If yeah, yeah, go, go. Yep. Um, so the first task is when I wake up, I will always look to make my bed. Um, and also not just make my bed, put some like effort into it, be a bit creative with it, you know? Hmm. Um, so I'm getting the creative juices flowing, I'm getting the like 
okay, I, I'm going to have a good day today, and I'm just, you know, putting the, making the bed. And it seems like it's such a simple task. And I know that there's actually a lot of people who talk about this already, but making your bed, if you do that, that's the first achievement of the day. Mm. So you're, you're stepping into the day already having achieved something. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So again, it's simple, but do, do we reward ourselves for it? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if people do or not, but I know that I never used to. Mm. And now it, it, it's something that I do, and it really just gives me a spring in my step when I start the day. Um, so that's kind of the, um, the the first step I take. The second step, the, step, the second focus I'll work on is my mind. So my mind could be something like a meditation, Mm. It could be um, a breathing exercise. So breathing for me has been a really good way of dealing because I've, I've found myself in quite a lot of shock and trauma, and, and which has led to anxiety for me with this recent experience. Mm. And I found that breathing has really helped kind of calm my anxiety down and get me back to a really grounded place. Yeah. So that, that's an exercise that I can do under the mind. And also, you know, the kind of the gratitude journaling or you know talking some affirmations to myself i found all four of those things i just mentioned things that have really helped my mind yeah and that's really important in the first hour of the day because we're actually i do a lot of research in brain states and we're actually our brain in the last hour of the day as we're going into sleep mode and in the first hour of the day when we're coming out of sleep mode we're in alpha state and we are the most susceptible at those times. So in the last hour before you go to bed, if you're watching a really horrific movie or something, you're going to take that into your dreams. In the first hour of the day, if we go to news, social media, any of things like that, that is actually pouring this negative spirit within us as we go into our day, where if we start the day, as you just said, looking in your mind doing meditation in in you know, listening to something inspirational anything like that we take positivity into our day so that yeah, hour yeah. is really important to do that mm. fantastic yeah absolutely and one more thing that I, I i still do it but not as much as i used to i used to um i'm not a, i'm not a huge reader um but I found reading actually, you know, personal stories about people who have been through a similar type of traumatic event as I have, mm. um, I found it really relatable. So, you know, to begin with, I used to, you know, challenge myself to read one chapter of a book each morning. Mm. Um, and for me, that's, that, that was actually quite a big achievement because I'm, <laughs> you know, not a big reader. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so that's we've got the the next focus is the body. So I always try and get my body moving, and there's something that I found really really important with the body aspect. Um, and this, you know, partly could be because of my kind of sport training, but it's to actually just accept that whatever physical exercise I feel up to on that day is what I feel up to, and I'll just be happy with whatever I can achieve. So if it's a ten minute walk around the around the block. Mm. That for me is an, is an achievement. I've physically gone out and I've pushed myself to do something. If mm. it's a run, if it's a gym workout, you know, whatever type of physical physical exercise I, I decide to do, I don't I don't measure myself based on how I do it. I just measure myself myself based on doing it. 
and feeling happy in doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I think that's a, that, that for me was a bit of a challenging approach because I used obviously I used to work out to get shape for basketball. Yeah. And we we all we obviously all we all, we all go you do physical exercise a lot of the time with goals in mind. And my goal was just to feel happy. Um, that's re- that's where the physical exercise comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then with food, how do you start your day with food? Yeah, so so with with food, um, it could be it's basically healthy choices. So holistically, you know, if you're ticking all the boxes of mind, body, soul, food, you really, I I think you're setting yourself up to put yourself in the best position to work through what you're going through and create that positivity. Yeah, and food's a big part of that. So. It could be, you know, drinking two liters of water a day just to make sure I stay really hydrated. Mm. Or it could be making myself a really, you know, a really healthy breakfast, some homemade granola with some, um, I'm actually a, a vegan, so it would be with um, coconut yogurt and some fruit. Yeah. Um, but t- setting myself up with something that's going to give me a bit of energy and also, you know, taste nice as well. It doesn't have to be super healthy. It just has to taste nice. And hopefully give me a bit of energy. Yeah. As we were talking before about connection is really important. What does a community look like in your day? So community for me is, um, it's the connection with people. So, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to someone and, and, and it, I could reach out to them based on what on something I need. So if I'm struggling, then I'll kind of open myself up and want someone to kind of connect to me and, and, and work through it with me. Mm. So I... I do it, you know, to help myself and also, you know, a, a lot of us have friends who, whether they talk about it or not, but we all have challenges and we all have friends and family who have challenges. So I also, you know, will reach out to people to find out how their day is going, to find out how they're doing, to find out if they need anything. Mm. Um, and then there's a connection to the environment. So for me, people and the environment and myself, like we're, we're one. Like, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. we really all... If, we we all flourish together, but we all need to flourish to be able to flourish together. So they, that could be, you know, I'm doing when I'm doing my exercise in the morning, whether it's a walk or a run or something outdoors. It would be picking up some rubbish off the street. Mm. Um, it would just be, you know, being environmentally conscious, having a compost bin, uh, recycling well, just just little steps, you know. Yeah, yeah. Talking to nature—that's what I love doing. <laughs> yeah, because it- and I think. It's alive and it and it needs us. Like we're not looking after it very well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think if you can really cherish that connection that you we have with nature and explore it. Mm. I mean, how many times have how many times have you been for a hike or been for a walk? No, you have no technology with you. It's just your mind, the trees, the yeah. grass. When you finish that, how connected do you feel to yourself and to the environment? It's, oh, it's yeah. such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. It, and I don't think, I don't know how many people do it, but when I go for my nature, I live opposite a big park in Sydney. And when I go through the park, most people are still on their phones when they're, and they're seeing, you know, there's a double rainbow, there's a sunset, there's... You know, the most gorgeous park you could ever walk through in a city. And they're still looking at their phones. And I'm like, I don't understand. It's, it's, yeah, we kind of, I mean, we all, and I think we all do to an extent, because it's it's the world we live in, but we have become disconnected. 
mm. become, become connected to technology, which has made us become a little bit disconnected to what's going on around us. Um, but in saying that, I think, you know, it's, it's devastating what's happening in the world at the moment with COVID. Mm. And that's posing a lot of challenges for people men- mental health wise. But at the same time, it's also, for me, it's helped reevaluate. It's helped me reevaluate. Yeah. You know, what is what is actually important in it is things like nature's important. Our connection with family and friends is so important. Mm. The more that we can overcome a challenge in our life, the more that we will do better the next time. And the yeah. more that we give in to uh, like a an addiction or, or or a challenge or something that's going on in our life and that we don't, we just get swallowed by it. Um, we're not building that resilience and that courage yeah. that we need to face another day. And I, and I think that's, uh, I don't know, something that really sh- shines through your story, through my story, through your other co-founder Mel's story. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and and all of us want to reach out and uh, just help people and inspire them and empower them to be the best they can be, and that's what starting five is all about: um, breaking yeah, those barriers between mental wellness and physical health. Exactly, yeah. and it's creating you know that unit a unity of one is creating a community where we. We all come together, and when you come together, you're building strength. When you're sharing vulnerabilities, you're actually building strength. And when you share a vulnerability with someone who's maybe not as comfortable doing so, you're inspiring them to open up. And I think that is just super important for us in thriving as we move forwards. Yes, that's for sure. We all want to be thriving rather than just trying to survive every day. Well, that's been a great conversation today with Paul Elderkin from Starting Five. And we look forward to seeing where uh, Starting Five goes in helping people break the barriers between mental wellness and physical health through looking at body, mind, food, community and the S5 skills. This is Living Well Mel from Living Well Talk.